space. A cold, dark, desolate expanse. But in a galaxy left torn by the cosmic flash, a band of miscreants believed that they could survive and make this solar system of ash habitable again. Such optimism is short-lived out in the big black sea. Okay, we landed. Take the ship and survey the surface of this thing. Report back to this spot in 30 minutes. Understood, Captain. You'll be quick. A giant creature such as this, even while being deceased, is sure to be housing some organic parasites that survive the flush. Oh, now you're giving us advice? Pretty sure if I didn't take the key to your engine limiter, you'd already be back in the SMO system by now, Costello. Captain... When you return, would you allow me to do a manufacturer's reset on your pet android? I believe their decision-making core is malfunctioning. Okay, stop. Costello, move out. Yes, Captain. Again, do be quick. Beepo, help me carry Jack. <laughs> so, what the hell is this place? And what was this thing before the flush? We call these celestial giants Elysians. Once every cycle, each planet in this galaxy would be chosen by an Elysian, and they would wrap themselves around it like a baby in a womb. Those on the surface would be engulfed in darkness until the Elysian would empty their lungs and breathe. I remember it looked as if it was raining endless amounts of fireflies. Just the swirling living lights were washing over everything. After the Elysian would release its fetal position, and rejoined their brothers and sisters in the sky. This ritual made all life on the planets change. Crops would immediately be ready to harvest. The leaves on the trees would turn into new colors. And after a few years, new creatures would start being discovered that had never existed prior. Of course, the next generation of humans also grew, and their latent powers would manifest in new ways. So, that's why you brought us here. To figure out their breathing techniques or to learn how to make that, uh, magical air? I get how that could help us fix the galaxy, but what about Jack? Back then, I had heard rumors that there were those who wanted to learn from the Elysians. So during the new cycle, Ritual, they launched shuttles and attached research bases to the Elysian bodies. Clearly, this was more than a rumor, since you can see we are coming up on one of them now. Who knows if they ever discovered anything in their research, but if they did, it's not a stretch to think that they could have found the secret to eternal life. Exactly. And since Jack is aging so quickly now, this is the best shot we got at saving him. Right. Hold on, buddy. Stick with us just a little bit longer. Here we are. And of course, it's not just a doorknob. All right, give me a sec while I rewire the panel. What? Is Costello coming back already? Must have gotten scared being on his own. Haha. Wait, that's not Costello, that's... Pepper! Oh no, how did he find us? Oh, girl, I eat your cocker! Crap, 
I still don't understand a word of what he's saying. Well, aren't you lucky? I downloaded the Pepperette language at the last space station. He said he wants the rock back and that he wants to kill us. Okay, I knew the second part, but what rock is he talking about? That was just more death threats and rock stuff. I don't know what rock you are talking about. Can you, like, at least show us a picture or something? Uh, Beepo, I'm gonna need you to open that door really soon. One second. One second. Beepo, seriously, open it now. Almost there. Beepo! Got it. Ah! That was close. A thank you would have been better, but whoa. This is... This is roots and vegetation. This is a sight for sore eyes. This galaxy isn't completely dead after all. But we don't have time to smell these flowers. Peppa's going to destroy this place. Quickly, go scan their logs and do research and stuff. Easier said than done. Come on. Come on, it's got to be around here somewhere. A USB key or a floppy drive or something. What are we trying to find? Blue wire. Green wire. Whoa. Whoa. Hey, hey, hey. Jack, Jack, Jack. Bebo, he's slipping away. I'm losing him. He should have a few more hours. Damn it. Okay, I'm looking as fast as I can. Jack, stay with us. Come on. What the hell? Get off of Jack. Bebo, what is this thing? I don't know. Just get it off him. I'm busy trying to save his life. That's psychic power. You all see Yogurt's character Jack's eyes flare with green energy as the little creature sits atop his old gray-haired head. They turn to all of you with their psychic eyes floating, and they speak. Arian. That's your that's your cue, Dar- Darian. You're playing with us, remember? Wait, what? Gotta replace you with yogurt. You're playing now. Oh, um. So what am I? Sorry, what am I supposed to say again? Darian, that was your cue. All right. That. Uh. You know what? We're gonna take a break. <laughs> we're gonna take a break this session. Darian, you had. I went over your you character sheet in. with you for hours. What? I just. I don't remember there being any cues for this. I just thought we were playing a game. Look, you gotta flip the sheet over. Look, you gotta fl- flip the sheet over to see all your combat traits. So, you, you're currently being possessed by another being, so you gotta add this combat skew on top of it. See? They overlap in the numbers. It kinda like, there's a color code to it. it. It's not as complex as it looks. You see? Okay, um, wait, so what's this, what's this number besides strength again? That, for you, quite fitting, is actually minus three. Um, oh. Which is actually kind of like you in real life, now that, now that I think about it. Uh, Space Master, do I know whether or not Darian is in control of his own faculties at all? I mean, it's hard to say. I would assume not, because he hasn't even done his homework. Okay, well, I'm going to pull up my Space Blaster, and I'm just no, going to... No, I, I need to... We need to take a break. I will pick it up next session. It's just not the same without yogurt, guys. It's just not the same... I'm, I'm gonna go take a bath. Okay, well, great session, everybody. That was that was pretty good, you know. Still getting into my character, you know. I think I sound my accent is really different in game than out of game, you know. I I think I was I really embodied a different soul, you know. 
it, because of the Mechanos and everything, I, I think this character's perfect for me. I already did cosplay as them. Wait, so we have had this ship for weeks and I didn't know there was a bathtub on this? Darian, we just go exploring through the endless limits of space and all you can think about is a bathtub. That explains so much about you, you know? Darian, you have to become I, uh, your character. I know that's hard. But... I, yeah, okay, I just... Look, I don't remember actually understanding... Look, I just don't get it, okay? We never really had this in the Feywild. I've never... I've never played this before. There's too many numbers, and what are all these little... Yeah, but you saw how fast I table. picked it up. The Feywild excuse doesn't count. Did you hear how good I was as the ship? Oh my god. Yeah. I transcended. That was pretty cool, Draken, I gotta admit. But, did you see how I plugged those wires in left and right? Super cool. What are these seven things on the table again? They're covered in numbers? Oh, there's a dice. You roll them to decide, you know, whether or not you're going to succeed or not. It's uh, it's all kind of up to chance with a little bit of modifiers. And Pepper just starts knocking all the stuff off the table. They're just bored and tired, and they weren't going to sit long anyways. <laughs> and they're just flinging the dice over, throwing oh. papers in your face, and just go, Hello, everybody. We are back with season three. Woo! And we're not space themed yet. <laughs> but uh, I hope you all enjoyed that because Connor did not know what was happening. We scripted it out, me, Jacob, and Adam, and Connor did yeah. literally, we kept him in the dark. It just made <laughs> We just listened to that as a team, and I, I was sitting here like, I actually have no idea what's going on. <laughs> it was amazing, though. Well done. Well done, everybody. I loved it. <laughs> Yeah, that was great. Um, it's gonna be back, man. We've been on hiatus for so long. Yeah, we have. We we haven't played this campaign together for like three months now. For you, it won't seem as long, but for us, it's been a it while. It feels so good to be back, though. Touring in Europe and all across Japan was great, but it's good to be back. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty <laughs> pretty crazy. We could fly around the the world like all that, but it's only because of. The fact that you guys love us so much, I guess. <laughs> and COVID didn't affect Plenty, anything. Yeah. We, we were still able to get around. So Rolled nat 20s on, on being safe and healthy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we're back. And I guess I'll introduce everybody in case, in case somebody's listening and they don't know who we are. I mean, we're kind of famous now, I think. Um, but we got Jacob. Here I am, season three, all new season three Jacob, here to... to to play Zippy, I guess. <laughs> and we got Connor. Well, hello. It's your resident um, knows nothing because I don't know what's going on. It's been so long and I've been <laughs> kept in the dark that I'm I'm just here. I'm just along for the ride. So same old Connor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and we got the real person who's back, Adam, a.k.a. Normandy. Hello. Yeah, I play Norman Tiefling Bard. And the previous Peterson. Rest, um, in rest in peace. But anyways, 
We're, if, if you guys want to recap, if anybody's listening, they want to recap the last episode we uploaded in the feed, that's a full recap of the last season. We're not going to do one here, but you guys ready? Yeah, man. No. Ready as I'll ever be. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> well, too late. <laughs> you had three months to prepare. <laughs> uh, all right. So you find yourselves aboard the Sparrow, your airship. And you guys are flying away from the hidden beach you had, which was kind of like west of Orem a bit on the coast there. And you're flying in the Sparrow, basically over the water between Orem and Leek's Garden. So a bit to the the west, not over the um, breathing chasms or bayside for that matter. But actually, as you're flying Zippy, you're behind the wheel steering the ship. And Norman and Darian, you're both just up there on the top deck looking out through the clouds. And Norman, uh, you're actually looking out on the left side of the ship. You're looking out to see Bayside. And you guys are flying. You're about halfway to Leek's Garden. And you have your telescope, not the broken one, an actual telescope. And um, you're looking out and you're seeing Bayside. And you can see from your vantage point that the ammo conference that whole kind of resort getaway looks just like a tornado a hurricane just ripped through it like it just looks like a lot of destruction was there you know that when you left it did not look like this at all but obviously some more stuff went down after you guys left and it kind of destroyed that whole area I mean, it makes sense. There's a lo- there's like zombies everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so you see that and as you're flying that through the clouds. Beast was coming out of the water. Uh, DM, do did we when we were in Orem? I know we flew straight there. Did we hear anything about what was happening at Bayside? Any rumors of what was causing everything? Uh, no. You like by the time you got to Orem, it had only been like you know. A, f- a handful of hours and stuff so it was like relatively fresh so news doesn't travel that quickly um, so by the time you left it was a short layover there so no you didn't hear anything about what happened and you guys were doing a little summer break so, so a vacation in a place where no one knew as well so that's the power of airships it is but you guys are up there and you're flying to the jungle lands of Leek's Garden what do you want to do for the first time in season three. I just want to stay up there. I mean, the wind is whistling through my horns. And uh, I'm awake for the first time in weeks. And I'm, I, I turn away from the destruction of Bayside. And I'm just enjoying the sunshine and, and the breeze. Thinking about everything that has to happen and that I have to do. Uh, but I'm putting it off as long as I can. Darian was standing up there with him also, just kind of enjoying the moment. And while taking in the scenery, he sees Norman and steps over. Norman, I... I don't want to push <laughs> you into <laughs> anything. You scared me! So, sorry. <laughs> I know it's it's a pretty good view up here, right? I guess I was, you know, just standing there with my eyes closed. I wasn't really paying attention. But yeah, it, it is beautiful. Um, you know, I guess very few people get to see what we're looking at right now. Yeah, considering I think we might be the only airship in existence. 
yeah, I think this is a uh, quite the privilege. Look, I um, look, I don't want to rush you into anything, uh, or make you have to relieve anything you don't want to. But just when you're ready to talk to us about it, I think you know Zippy and I would really like to know what happened down there and. Look, you came in, you saved us, and we went to the beach, but I don't know if we've actually talked about you, like, we just want to make sure you're okay. So whenever you're ready, just let us know, alright? I will, Darian. Thank you. I... I appreciate that. Well, of course, I... I appreciate you saving our asses back there. That's, uh... We missed you. We're glad to have you back. Good to be back. Yeah, I have a question. Oh, I forget you're there sometimes. Yeah, yeah, everybody forgets. Hey, can you do that demon mode thing, like, a lot? Because that was super useful, and I I might have an interest in <laughs> I it. I just told him not to rush into any answers, <laughs> Tracken, I think. Wait, come on. You don't live forever. You, you, you can't just keep these secrets bottled up. We're a team, right? Right? Team? <laughs> yes, uh-huh. team eight. Uh... This coming from a fish who literally is bottled up himself. Uh, nice one, Norman. <laughs> um, I was standing right here. You could have high-fived. Oh, he still got it, does he? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I'm just going to turn back to Darian. And I'm going to say, when the time is right, I will try to open up a little bit about this. But you have to understand... Um, well, perhaps I'll just ask you a question. Everything that you've learned about your past, is there anything you wish you hadn't learned? As much as the things I have learned... Uh, da, 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 da. No, Darian. Remember, listen to me. Hey, Norman. We, how about you share a little bit and then we'll share some. It <laughs> goes back and forth. I don't need to know. All I, All I'm saying is... Sometimes ignorance is a fleeting thing, and it's meant to be enjoyed while you can. So let's just enjoy this while we can. All right. What the hell? Darian. Hmm. Norman's gotten, like, wiser, maybe. (laughs) And it's (laughs) off-putting. Keep an eye on him. (laughs) He's... he's I guess you could say I'm deep. (laughs) <laughs> nice one, Norman. <laughs> I'm gonna walk away. Yeah. Um, yeah. If Norman walks away, yeah. Well, he's clearly gone through something. I'm, and have as someone else who's had some pretty dramatic revelations recently. I'm not gonna force force anything from him, but I'll be around when he wants to talk about it. But yeah, that's that's definitely a little different than the Norman we knew before. Yeah. All right, go change my water. Oh, again? I changed it this morning. <laughs> yes, but I had a lot, lot of snacks at that game earlier. Uh, and Darian goes below deck. Do do today. Here I go, flying my ship. I just have to interrupt to say, for anyone who has not heard Zippy before, get used to it. This is what he sounds like all the time. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't believe yogurt left me. I even used to do all the things I I didn't want to do. 
Ugh. At least he gave me back this paper boat. In case we need, you know, some... Some guidance or something. But... What the heck? We're, we're, we're together as a team again, and I'm so glad we're all together now. This is all happening inside my head. <laughs> <laughs> and time moves forward. And you guys are flying. And you're starting to see, just ahead, are those big jungle trees that you've seen a few times before. You've flown over the outskirts of Leaf's Garden a few times, and you've seen the jungles, and you've seen the the sections where... It's like there's some sections where it's like really dense and viney, and there's other sections where the tree tops I've mentioned are like bowls filled with water, and you see these giant kind of like dinosaur creatures like jumping in between the treetop bowls and like diving in and out of the water. Um, and it just seems like a very lively, wild place. This pos- this this can't possibly be it. And so I turn the ship, and we're going the other direction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no vegetables around here at all. <laughs> Darian comes back up to the top deck. Whoa, that was a sharp turn. What happened? I'm just trying to find the leek's garden. Well, what's the big dense jungle down there? I don't know, but I'm looking for a bunch of leeks. And as far as I can tell... <laughs> Those aren't leeks, so I'm going going this way. Leek is it's a name, Zippy. I don't think we're actually looking for a giant onion garden. Well, why not? Things are named for a specific reason. You, you know what? I guess coming from the bramble patch. Wait a minute! It's called the bramble patch, and there's carrots everywhere. How does that make any sense? <laughs> Wait a minute! Oh, Darian. Maybe when you're older, I'll tell you about the brambles. I'm still older than both of you combined. I don't know about that, but we'll see. Anyways, if you say that this is Leek's Garden, I'll believe you. But if anything bad happens this entire arc here, I'm going to hold you responsible. <laughs> whoa, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just, I'm I just kidding, Darian. Respons- Let's just land the okay. ship, okay? Look, the only thing I'm responsible here is for finding Leek's Garden, and that's where my responsibilities drop. All right, all right. Mm, do any of these, like... Upside down umbrella trees filled filling with water uh, have like any like lily pads on top or something to like land a ship on maybe like is do people live here I don't know yeah, do we see any cities or anything everybody perception check oh who called it first first roll, roll of the season perception. always <sighs> is that's a twenty five. You think that's you think that's good? I got seven plus four. Eleven. <laughs> that's a twenty, but uh, not natural. It's my elven eyes. They're taking the hobbit's eyes and go. Norman <laughs> Norman, you're still looking back towards like Bayside. You're still just looking in that direction. Uh but Zippy and Darian, you are surveying the jungles and you can see like it just seems like there's constant movement, birds flying beneath you, and and animals, like even some monkeys jumping from trees you can see down below. But you're looking for like a city, and you can see a ways off south of you, the way you're heading, there is kind of like uh, uh, some towers and some structures peeking out of the treetops. Uh, you can just see some stone and, and some uh, like, you know, man-made structures. Uh off that distance so if you had to guess that's probably where a city would be but you also notice just a ways off 
to the west, there is a fire. And there's smoke billowing out. You can see it's like small, but it's quickly starting to spread. And you can see there's just smoke billowing and fire. And you can see some movement is like scattering away from it. Like you can see some trees rushing and some animals potentially like just jumping through. Um, Does intuition tell us that it's like an unforeseen fire or like uncontrolled? It, you'd probably assume it's it's like uncontrolled. It's like a, potentially a wildfire. Guys, um, that fire looks uncontrolled. <laughs> it to looks me. out of control, dude. Uh, <laughs> Not out of control. Uncontrolled. In, in terms of landing spots, some of the treetops are like, you know, flat enough and dense enough branches that you could land on it. Uh, in these bowl trees, there are some like lily pads and moss that you could like land it on potentially. Um, but yeah, there's places you could land, but uh, none of them are like super convenient because it's really dense jungle. Oh, who, but who cares about landing anymore? We have to deal with this fire. Darian... You take the wheel and get me close to the bowl tree thing with all the water in it. Uh, okay. Um, is there like a bathtub on this uh, this ship? You do have a bucket. No, we already established there was a bathtub in the intro. <laughs> there is a bathtub. There is a bathtub on the ship. Uh, I run to the bathtub and I dump out the uh, slime in my bucket into the bathtub. You burst into the bathroom, and James is in there in the bath, like, Oh my god! Zippy! Stop! <laughs> this out is the, my time! Out of the way, James! We got a fire to put out, but... What the hell? You're gonna watch my my little friend here, and I pour the... And the bucket uh, with all of the, the, the toxic slime, essentially, into the bathtub. <laughs> and he like gets out and he wraps a towel around himself quickly and he's just standing outside he's like why did you do i just bought this bud i just bought this bath in orum well i'm glad you did because this is gonna house my my friend here and you're gonna watch him just exactly like i said what the hell this thing grows uh hopefully hopefully not forever but yeah i'll be back to pick it up uh, why me so, yeah, I dump it, and then I uh, run to, like, you know when when we were um, uh, at, like, the the desert place? Russia. Mm-hmm. In Russia, where we were, like, talking to the guy surfing on the sand, because the, the ship opens up lower mm-hmm. to, like, a landing pad thing. Um, yep. I go down there, and then Darian said he would get me close to the bowl. Okay. Uh, Norman, come down with me and help me out. Sure, Zip. And I go with him. Darian, you're manning the ship now, and you're steering it over towards the bowl. Uh, and you can see there are some, like, large... These monsters that were, like, jumping in between, they're, like, very large. I think they're called plesiosaurus. Um, I'm, you know, physicists were yelling at me last time. Now I'm going to get the paleontologists after me. Bring it on, man. <laughs> it's <laughs> fantasy world. We can say whatever we want. And uh, you see it's just, like, massive, but it seems friendly, and it, like, arcs its head up. It kind of looks like, you know, in Mario 64, that, like, one underwater mine level where there's that big swimmy dinosaur? It's like that. Yeah. It, like, perks its head up, and it looks at you strangely with its head turned, uh, Zippy and Norman. He's he's sitting oh. in the, the pool? Yeah, he's just, like, How the 
How did he get up here? <laughs> you don't know. But it's a very large pool. Like, it's, like, at least, like, 300 feet um, diameter. Holy. Okay. Uh, Man, if only we had the ability to, like, control water or something that we could, like, maybe push this water over the edge or something. Well, I can just suck it all up in the bucket. That works, too. Even more portable that way. Um, Can I talk to this creature thing and ask him if it's okay if I take all his water? <laughs> Try to speak. <clears throat> um, excuse me, sea creature person. Um, Can I take some of your water? There's a fire going on, and I think if it gets closer, you might even, you're not even going to live here anyways. This, this is going to help both of us. Fire? Where? Uh, that way, you can see the smoke. Oh no, I hate fire. And it submerges, and it goes, and you can feel the waves billowing, and then they like, you feel a kick as if they like jumped off the bottom of the bull, and like, they go soaring through the air into another tree off in the distance. What? Holy. <laughs> Damn. And you just get like some water rains down on you. <laughs> some powerful flippers. All right, Norman. <laughs> that was crazy. Um, <laughs> I'm really glad I was there to see that. Can you hold my feet and I'll suck up some of the water in my bucket here? If you hang Ooh, me over rabbit's the edge. Foot. That's really lucky. Oh, Ooh, th- these are soft too. Sorry, sorry, serious moment. Uh, sure. <laughs> I stretch forward to get him close to the water. Uh, can Darian lower the ship a bit? No, no, we got this. <laughs> <laughs> Only 20 uh, more feet to go. <laughs> you are holding Sippy's ankles as the ship's there, and you put the ankles. Is that what you just said? What? Do you call my feet ankles? <laughs> I guess so. Isn't it sounded that... like ankles. I said ankles, I meant to. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, I heard cankles, and that's pretty insulting. They probably are. Um, (laughs) While we're doing this, I'm just going to also say out loud, you know, in retrospect, we could have totally used a rope that we all have in our packs to just lower (laughs) the bucket in, but this is a way better strategy. This is getting us closer as a team. (laughs) Yes, I'm seeing new sides of you all the time. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Zippy is lowered. And the bucket goes below the surface of the water. And immediately you see it's like, it's just flooding in. And it has like that, you know, whirlpool effect where it's just getting consumed and it's going and going and going. And this bucket, as I've said before, can hold about a lake's worth of water. This is like pretty much a lake. Um, But you get like a good chunk of it and you can see it's starting to slow down. There's like 25% of the bowl is left. It's like flooding really quickly. Um, But you have a bucket like full of water and this tree bowl is like, you know, you can see some of the um, seaweed that kind of stuff that was growing at the top is like flooding on the top of the water now too. So it's not just like water. It's more like mossy. Um, But you have your bucket. All right. Pull me up. Pull me up, Norman. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know if the bucket's any heavier than it was. I don't know. No, it was just for dramatic effect for the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Well, I I feel like I've grown stronger. I doubt that. You more likely lost a lot of muscle mass for sleeping so long. 
Yeah, ketosis. It's called atrophy. Oh, even better. Yeah, that's the right word. <laughs> um, let's go back upstairs to Darian's here and get him to pilot this thing closer to the uh, to the fire. He's right never, zip. He's never done this before, so let's see how he's doing. Uh, DM, on the way up, can I swing by the bathroom just to check on James? Sure. Uh, you arc back, and James is just, he's like got his pants on now, and he's kind of like poking uh, the slime with like a broom, and it's just kind of like gelatinous and like bouncing a little bit, but it's not doing anything. He's just like, what the hell? Interesting. Uh, man, do you know what, DM, can I, uh, can I take a jar of, of the pink stuff? um i mean it it is kind of hard ish to separate usually control water is what would like cut it uh okay do you know what then i I won't waste my time i'm gonna say james be careful just let us know if uh, you need anything down here all right and i'm gonna run upstairs i'd like okay i'd like a bath is what what i was gonna i I like a bath is what i was gonna say oh well maybe another time dealing with the crisis you guys run back upstairs and Darian, you're figuring out how to pilot the ship. You've never really done it before, <laughs> but you're doing but I'm okay. the engineer. I'm the engineer. So I know pretty much the workings and I got the Yeah, Coles but book knowledge and street knowledge is different. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Darian, you're not doing too bad for someone who, you know, uh, not, not too bad. You're holding it pretty steady. Yeah, Darian. I mean, there's a few things I could, I mean, give you some pointers, but you're doing a fine job. Uh, okay, uh, am I going over to the uh, plume of smoke now? Yeah, it's still a bit of ways away, but we got this lake full of water. I think we can do some nice work here. Maybe get in the good graces uh, okay. of some people. Okay, um, you, you took up like that most of that lake, right? Oh, it's all here. If I even spill a drop, it's like a freaking tsunami. Okay, maybe try not to dump the whole thing, because in putting out the fire, we might kill people. So just like... Take it a little easy. Uh, I guess. Swing. I guess I didn't even think of that. Yeah, it's a lot of water. Okay. Um, I think this lever is go. Forward. Oh, no, that's reverse. Uh, okay, no, and forward. Let's. Uh, here we go. There we. There we. We go. all fall off and die. Yeah, DM. Do I have to like <laughs> keep the bucket steady here? Because I feel like the properties of this thing is just like a drop. Roll dexterity like, save. I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> Ooh. Uh. Uh-uh. Oh, that's a five. <laughs> you tr- you wow. like trip with the jolt and the bucket like you fall on the ground. The bucket goes sideways and just like starts like flooding uh, and like it starts pouring out. But you quickly like you know fix it and get it back upright. But it, it was like spilled a, a moderate chunk. Not- <laughs> so a bunch of water just goes into the lower deck. Yeah. How many NPCs will not be saved now because of this careless mistake? And you hear James below just yell. This isn't the path I wanted! <laughs> and you're, like, on the on the deck now, and it's, like, just soaked wet and slippery, but you got your bucket. And you guys are pushing it. Darian, you punch it into gear, and you guys are zooming over to uh, the fire that's growing and growing. You are... You're basically... Uh, Squadron 8 now, the Ohm Fire Defense Force. Uh, you're a bunch of firefighters <laughs> now. Uh, you need a siren on your ship, just going like, wee, wee, wee. but you guys are flying towards it. 
do you want to get like low to the fire or do you want to go like really high like what what are we thinking here well does the bucket shoot water or does it just dump like just, actual physics it just dumps okay so we'll have to go above but the 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 hot air coming off of that's going to be uh, it's going to push us up even higher as we go because the hot air is going to lift our sails so uh, just keep it really steady Darian and just kind of gradually go coast back and forth so we can spread the water dispersion all right I'll try and get us as close as we can you are flying over still quite a bit ways up but you're flying over and you all are like looking over the edge now everybody make a perception check looking into the fire 5 plus 4 9 uh, 13 plus 6 19 23 uh, Normandy once again is is <laughs> not great with his eyes right now I guess he's I'm still, still looking at Bayside yeah, still waking up. you know when Han Solo woke up from the carbonite and he couldn't see for a little while that's just still what Norman's <laughs> doing with, you know Darian and, Peter, uh, Darian and Zippy though have not been in any carbonite and you guys look down and you can see in the fire um you can see animals are like running through these kind of like dinosaur like things and other like uh, just like lizards and monkeys and, and like tigers and panthers are just like scattering around uh, running away and then in the center down there in through the heat you can see there is this like humanoid-esque insect ant person with like four arms and uh, like an ant head and they're human size and they have in their top two arms two torches that they're like just flailing around wildly and in their bottom two uh, they have two scimitars and they're just like running around like spreading this fire and like throwing these torches around is he doing anything magical to uh, further light things on fire or is it just with torches uh they seem to just be like uh just using torches and occasionally they'll like spit some stuff out of their mouth and it's just like flamethrowers a bit but nothing super magical it's the chimera antark (laughs) we made it boys oh no zippy are you gonna dump the bucket or what uh well daria needs to get closer I mean, it's hard to see. There's just a lot of smoke. But can I brought us closer already? I know, but it's it's a lot of smoke. Can like Norman? Can you Where like there's help? Smoke, there's fire. Wait, what? Where there's smoke, there's fire. Don't I know, it. but it's 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 hard to breathe. Um, can Norman? Norman, can you uh, like blow away the smoke or something to help me like just even breathe out here? Uh, I'll do what I can. And I'm going to use thaumaturgy to create a wind uh, that'll blow the smoke away. Uh, it is a cantrip, so keep that in mind, DM, as to how powerful it is. But I I manifest a minor wonder, a sign of supernatural power. Uh, I can cause flames to flicker, brighten, dim, or change color for a minute. And I can cause, like, s- small wind and stuff like that. So I'll... Bzz, little fan... Yeah, so you're literally, like, it's barely just blowing away the smoke from Zippy's face as the smoke is, like, starting to bloom and just, like, flood over the top deck, and it's, like, you know, you're starting I'm also to a lot of smoke. blowing into his face. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> so Darian sees what Norman's trying to do, uh, and he calls out to Norman and says, Norman, here, take this, and I'm going to toss him my wind fan. Oh, perfect. 
Uh, okay, I'll. I hope. I mean, I'm assuming I catch it, and then uh, whew, do I? I use it to clear the air away from Zippy's in front of Zippy, so he can see. All right, with the magic fan, the wind fan, uh, you furl it out and you blow it, and it basically is, it essentially casts gusts of wind. So you blow it forward, and it, it kind of creates like a, a hole in the smoke cloud where it's been just like dissipated. Uh, so right now the deck is clear of smoke, but like it's quickly kind of coming in, but the gust of wind is lasting for a bit, so it's bl- blowing it out. But once the gust of wind goes down, it will start creeping in again. Less for a minute. All right, Darian, do like a sweeping motion with the ship, and I'll just hold the bucket out. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Tips the bucket. <laughs> I want everybody... Is just a joint team thing to make a survival check. Ooh, let's see. What? 14 plus 4, 8. 18, sorry. Doi. Finally, one of those useless skills I'm actually proficient in. I'll take it. Uh, 19. Uh, 5 plus 3, um, and 8. Okay. You are blowing the wind, clearing out the smoke, Norman. Darian, you're arcing the ship now and kind of tilting it so the deck is actually like going diagonal. And Zippy, you put your foot on the banister of the top deck and you tip the bucket and whoosh, flew. It's probably terrifying if you were on the ground seeing this. <laughs> but the water just comes and whoosh, it just like wipes out. Whoosh. It, you just see it like flooding and you can hear whales and, like, animals kind of screaming as, like, it's just a lot of water is just being downpoured in this area. Okay, um, well, what would they prefer? Fire or water? Take your pick. <laughs> well, they're just surprised <laughs> is all, okay? And <laughs> it's true. And it's just, like, flooding. And you can see the... You want to empty the entire bucket? I'll do, like, half of it or something. Uh, sure. And then, like, reassess. You do half of the blood, and you can see it took out a good chunk of the fire, probably like 75%, but some places still have, you know, some cinders and some and some sparks, and another section is still, like, it didn't get completely hit by it since it's just a drop, uh, so, like, the tops of the trees are, are more on fire than the bases, um, so it's still on fire-ish, but it's much less. It, you did a good job. The, the fire chief would be proud. No, not not yet. Not yet. We'll, we'll do one more pass around. I have half a bu- what bucket of water left. DM, do I see the Ant-Man now? You uh, look down and make a perception check. Everybody again. Oh, 19 plus 4. 23. Finally. Wow. That's another 13. Nine, like plus 6, so 19. Yeah, mine's a 19 as well. You all got 19. All right. You're looking down and seeing, and you can see, like, one of the torches. You see the the ant person is, like, slipping and sliding on the ground. They fell over and were, like, being dragged away with some of the water. But you can see one of their torches is still lit, and the other one is doused. But also with such high perceptions, you all noticed a little glint down there, a a little, like, light reflecting, basically like a sniper in cod. And you just see, and then you all like react and dodge to the side as you see two bullets go 
flying by Zippy and Norman's head. Just, um, they just pass by and you can hear it cut through the wind. Uh, somebody just shot something at you near-ish to the Ant-Man, but you didn't see any figure behind the glint or anything. You just saw a very small reflection. Reflection. Okay, DM, I'd like to shoot. I'm going to pull up my crossbow. Uh, and I'd like to... Oh, wait, how far away are we from this guy? You'd be... You're pretty high up, so you'd be like 120 feet. I don't even think I can hit him with a crossbow at that range. Oh, I have disadvantage at 120 feet. I'm gonna I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to shoot him with my crossbow. At the same time, I'll start looping us around for a second pass. Alright. Ooh, six and a five. Highest I get is thirteen on that. You shoot off the crossbow and it just goes flying into the jungle and you cannot discern whether you hit or miss. But it looks like it probably didn't get there. Okay. Alright, Zippy, I'm coming around for a second pass. Get the bucket ready. All right, but be careful. I think something's trying to hit us. Is that what the thing whipping past was? Yeah, I don't know. I'm just I'm just trying to douse out this fire. Norman's on it. Yeah, as soon as we get our second pass, we'll land and we can, we can scout it out further. You guys are arcing the ship and you're spinning the wheel and going back around for another, um, another pass. Uh, Norman, you're still blowing the smoke away. The smoke is obviously still quite noticeable and around so you're blowing it away as best you can with the fan but again you're going for another pass to douse out the rest of the fire everybody survival check uh modify 20 for medium 17 11 plus 6 uh 24 19 plus 5 okay you are going for another pass and you're all working together so well, like you've been firefighters for years, and <laughs> you know exactly where to pour it to, to kill the heart of the flame, and you pour it on the last, like, large tree that is just, like, all its vines are just, like, lighting up. It, it's a mess, but you know just where to dump, and you arc it, and and steam is rising, and you have successfully... Uh, like controlled this fire so obviously some damage was done but uh, the fire does not seem to be spreading really anymore Uh, just a lot of steam and some ashes are flying around but you've successfully put that out there's still some ashes we gotta go get back and get more water hold on someone's firing at us dexterity save oh on who everyone Uh, mine was a 16 Uh, 14 uh, one. You got you got a critical fail. Yeah. Welcome <laughs> oh, to no. D and <laughs> Norman. <laughs> that was short lived. Zippy and uh, Darian, you notice another glint. Uh, it's moved from where you last thought you saw it, and you can see it was underneath that big tree that just got doused. There's a glint coming through it. Uh, and it looks like it's like raining down there. Um, but the glint comes and two more bullets get fired and you dodge Zippy, but it flies past you and goes into the cockpit, smashing through the window that's uh, in front of you, Darian. Pierces through the window and right in your shoulder. You take 11 damage. Ooh. And it Spicy. goes just right into your shoulder um, and pierces through and some blood splurts out. 
Norman, however, you again, you've been, you just, your eyes aren't working yet. <laughs> this <laughs> sucks, like, man. A bullet comes, and the the boat, like the ship, is like arced on a diagonal again because it had to get Zippy to do it. So Zippy's like kind of standing half on the banister, half on the the deck. And Norman, you feel a bullet go right through your leg, and you stumble. You take only nine damage, but it goes right through your leg, and you stumble lose your balance and start rolling and fall off the airship you go to try and catch the ledge as well but your limp arm is still broken and just mangled so you fall (laughs) well so long wow that was short lived see you later buddy (laughs) (laughs) okay Norman Norman you're falling and it's not a it's not a it's like it's a pretty big fall but the trees are very tall so you land and you go smashing through the treetop which is like half soaked leaves, ash, and burned stuff. And you're like, doo, 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 and you're like kind of like slamming your back on a branch, hitting your stomach on another branch, getting the wind knocked out of you, and just like falling down domino style until you just land poof, right on your face. And you just take another <laughs> five damage from the fall. And you're just lying on your stomach in a, like a pool of water as the water's still kind of like flowing through the ground in the area, dissipating out. Uh, DM, just for a flavor, um, I would like my skin just begins to uh, go black a little bit on my tattoos. My teal tattoos begin to blacken just a little bit and the water that is on me just steams a little bit as I'm just like... Because I did not like that. Nice. I don't know if I'd like that. Well, you don't see that. Nope. So. Darian and Zippy, you just saw Norman fall off the ship. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. I used thaumaturgy. Ow! Darian, you're trying to kill Norman again? He, he got shot. I can't stop him from getting shot. He was the one who was so slow. And if I do imagine it, rolled a very poor dexterity check. Look, let's circle around. We, we gotta to, pick him up. We need to find a place to land. We can't just leave him down there. Someone's trying of to course. kill us. Can I see the Ant-Man DM? Uh, roll a perception check, Norman. Oh, those have been going great for me. I'm gonna yell at... While well, you're rolling your perception check, I'm gonna yell out to James and go, James, we're in a hostile zone. I need you to take the wheel. James comes up the stairs and he's just like soaked, soaking wet. His butler uniform that he just got finished putting on after his bath is now just like drenched. And he's just like, I hate this job. (laughs) Fine. And he just stumbles over and he grabs the wheel. Uh, DMI rolled an 11 plus 4, 15. All right. You are looking through the trees, trying to see like who was shooting. uh, But you're looking through and you can see the one... uh, ant person is uh the one that with the, like the torches and stuff uh still has their one torch and they're just like looking around as well so they're active and then you're looking through and you can see another glint off in the distance uh it's not firing but you can see it's like kind of glinting aiming focusing still up on the airship but you can tell that it's about like 60 feet away through dense jungle uh Okay, I'm going to start making my way towards it, but 
I'm going to use my medallion that I got this from Valentine's Shop at the very beginning of Season 2, promptly before I died. Um, it lets me summon a lesser demon when I sing a sad song. Jeez, <laughs> okay, sing a sad song. That's the beginning of it. I'm just going to sing, Come listen to a tale I know. And I'm going to summon uh, a lesser demon, a quasit, which is basically like a little, a very ugly little, not very powerful demon dog. The little demon puppy, uh, well, not a puppy, but a little demon dog just like materializes from uh, from the tattoos of your body. It's like it inks off and then it materializes right next to you. And I'm just going to gesture to the ant with the torch and I'm going to say, uh, keep that one occupied. And I'm going to start running towards uh, where I saw the glint in the woods. All right. The dog nods and goes off. Zippy and Darian. How, well, DM, has the, sh- has the ship landed yet? Uh, well, James is, like, looking for a spot to land. He's kind of, like, hovering. Um, do you want him to land? Yeah, I want him to land. We have to go up to freaking Norman. All right. You give the order to James, and James starts, like, lowering the ship. And he lowers it, and it kind of, like, nestles on top on a treetop on a big arcing like two branches that are like scooping out in like a u-shape it kind of lands perfectly in like this little tree cup holder for a ship and he lands it there off the ground a ways and a little bit away from the fire but uh or the what used to be a fire but it lands i'm just gonna turn to james and say look we're gonna go look for norman don't let anybody else on this ship you ready zip aye aye uh, yeah, I'm just going to grab uh, something from the bathroom there. And <laughs> I go I go uh, bang in the bathroom, and then I... Uh, do I have to use control water to put this thing in, or can, will it, is it, like, friendly with me now? I mean, you could probably just, like, put your hand and, like, start scooping. Um, yeah, I mean, scoop, scoop, scoop. <laughs> you get a broom and stuff, and you're <laughs> just, like, piling it in. And you have it in your bucket. All right, and I go meet Darian up front, and I'm ready to disembark. You guys quickly jump from tree branch to tree branch, slide down some vines till you're on the ground, and you're booking it towards uh, Norman and, and that whole combat area that's happening. And you're running through, and as you're running through the for- forest and the jungle, you notice that the trees, like the bark on it, is all kind of weirdly like hollowed out and actually kind of like sculpted. You see like most of the trees and branches here, there's like little houses on them, like a bunch of little like houses wrapping around on attached to the trees and stuff. Um, but you're just running through the forest and you're moving. And Norman, you're moving through the forest too. And you can hear your dog uh, barking and yelling and uh, you see out of the corner of your eye the ant is like chasing the dog now into the jungle and you're running and you come up to the tree that's like still like pouring some water and raining down and you can see on the tree there's like this other ant with four arms and two guns like two rifles that are being held by each of like the arms and they're just kind of like crouched behind a root, still like looking up towards where Zippy and Darian and the airship were. But they quickly turn, notice you, you lock eyes, 
and we're going to roll for initiative. And also take a break. Boy, does it feel good to be back. Uh, season three, hitting hard already. Uh, I am super excited for everybody to not only finish this episode and hear the rest of uh, this jungle arc, as well as more season three stuff coming down the pipeline, but it's going to be good. It's going to be wild. We're really trying to up our show quality and everything and and make this go to the next level uh, quality-wise. So we hope you are enjoying it, and we hope any new listeners that are hopping on now, uh, you know, you, you dig our, our groove. You, you're on our on our uh, wavelength, maybe. Well, maybe not Zippy's, because that's impossible, because <laughs> he's a psychopath. Um, anyways, uh, I'm just going to give some brief announcements uh, for the future. First off, if you are interested in becoming, you know, a more active member of our cheapskate community, uh, we do have a Discord on our that is for Patreons only at the $2 mark. And I'm only mentioning it specifically now because it's a really great way not only to get in contact with us and, and hang out, but we also do a lot of uh, game nights where we play things like Among Us or, uh, or Jackbox. And we also do uh, one-shots that are sometimes led by some of the crew. Adam led one recently, but also led by members in our community. So it's a really cool place to hang out and chill. $2 a month to get an entry into there. Uh, and we hope we can see some new faces. Also, I should uh, mention that if you want to support the show, uh, Patreon is a great way, but it's not necessary, obviously. But there's many free ways to help support our show. First off, being rating and reviewing us on uh, podcasting platforms. It really does go a long way in getting us uh, more noticeable. So it really helps people find our show. Um, so rating and reviewing us on, on iTunes, uh, or Podchaser or any, any place you can just throw us a five stars, anything less. And I will cry and just keep tossing them out. Make new accounts, make fake accounts. <laughs> no, okay. No, no, don't do that. Just give us one review and rating and I would be thrilled. Um, and you can also follow us and share our stuff on our social media platforms to help us out. We have our Facebook, uh, just, you know, type Cheaper by the Dungeon. We have Twitter, at Cheaper Dungeon. We have our Instagram, Cheaper underscore Dungeon. Um, and we post stuff there, and you can hang out with us there and message us there as well if you'd like. Uh, but also, you know, share our stuff and keep up to date with uh, new announcements and things. Um, also, I should mention that uh, while I was talking about Patreon, I cannot forget our two legend tier patrons uh, that I must shout out every episode or else I will be smited paladin style. So shout outs to you, Randy and Camden, uh, the real MVPs. And uh, well, we value all our patrons, but I'm just saying you guys are at the shout outs here. So congrats and thank you for supporting our show um, so much. Uh, and other announcements? Uh, I don't really have any right now. I do have the the next episode which i will check it's on two weeks from now it's on the 27th of october um it feels crazy how fast everything goes especially when you're on a bi-weekly show i feel like you just skip two weeks every time so the year is actually cut in half uh and it's weird but <laughs> 27th next episode uh and more shenanigans to follow thanks for listening everybody and i hope you enjoy the rest bye
and we're back. And initiative rolls. Everybody, what'd you get? Six plus three, nine. Sixteen. Uh, nine. All right, so what was that? So nine for Adam? No, nine for Jacob. Or nine for Jacob. Same here. Nine for Jacob! Who has the higher uh, dexterity? Mine's plus three. Mine's plus three. Want to just have like a re-roll between the... You, you yeah. yeah. Uh, ten. Plus three. Thirteen. Same. You're lying. <laughs> no. <laughs> Mine's 22. Ni- uh, right. No, he, d- he stomped you. <laughs> so, Darian and Zippy, you're running through the forest and seeing these little houses and stuff, but then you get to the wall where the fire was like just reaching, but you put it out, and you see like the steam coming off, and there's still like a little bit of smoke and ash and stuff, and you're running through, and you see... There's the large tree here with, like, lots of roots and a hugely thick trunk. uh, And it's still, like, raining, basically, from the water. And you see Norman staring off against the ant about 50 feet away from you. The ant ant is 50 feet away from you. Um, And Darian, you are first up. Um, So it looks like, like that ant is, like... Gonna, well, I mean, he shot at us multiple times, but it looks like it's gonna uh, gonna attack Norman in a second too. Yeah, they look hostile. Like they're starting to aim one of their guns over at uh, uh, Norman. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to take my full movement then, um, so I can close the gap uh, to 20 feet. Uh, but then I'm going to draw the black bow and take two shots off at the ant. Okay. Uh, the first one is a 14 to hit, and the second is a 19 to hit. The 19 hits. Uh, that's nine damage, uh, from the one arrow, and now you need to make a con save. 18 save? I think it's DC 16. All right, they save, and they took nine damage. So the arrow, you fire off two, one zips by, and they're kind of shocked. They're like, oh, people are shooting at me now? That's not normal. (laughs) And the other one, uh, just hits them in their forearm uh, and they quickly just yank it out and throw it to the ground. It didn't pierce like all the way through. Their hide's kind of tough. Um, but now it is Ant Gunner uh, turn. They have their two guns and their forearms so the top two are aiming at you guys now, Darian and Zippy, and the bottom one uh, is aiming at you, Norman, and they're going to fire both. They're going to fire one at Darian and one at Norman. As they're like standing up and kind of backing away. I didn't do anything. <laughs> What's your AC, Darian? Uh, right now, 14. Okay. So, the first one, they shoot off and it hits you, Darian, again. It like scratches near your torso just at the side and it pierces through a little bit. Uh, and you take four damage only. And the other one, though, they're like, it's hard to focus on two targets at the same time. Uh, and they shoot wildly with uh, the other one towards you, Norman. It doesn't even get close to you, but they kind of like trip backwards uh, and they land on their butt. They're they're like now crouched and they couldn't move back like they wanted to. Um, so they kind of just like tripped and stumbled. Now it's Zippy's turn. Um, I'll just do hold person then. And try and restrain him. I believe I have to save. Uh, yeah, wisdom saving throw. Oh damn! Okay. Uh, 
Okay. Uh, I assume, I, I don't assume, I know they did not succeed on whatever that was. Hey, nice. Uh, so you cast that and immediately they kind of stiffen up and their kind of arms go close to their side as they are being held by you. Right. And, and you're mad. They do that until uh, they do a wisdom saving throw each round. Right. Uh, yeah. So I do that. I'm like, Norman, get close to it. Maybe you can do something. All right. I was waiting for my turn. I feel like it's really And it's your turn. All right, now, I'm going <laughs> to go. Turn. Um, I'm just going to walk right up to him, and I'm going to grab my rapier, and with my bonus action, I'm going to activate, activate Psychic Blades, and I'm just going to say quietly, we all must go to the deep, and I'm going to run him through. <laughs> Damn. Okay, roll to hit with advantage yeah. since he's like... On his butt and held like a very easy shot. That's a three. Oh, thank goodness. Okay. Uh, 15 plus 7, 22 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Nice. Okay. Uh, that's 19 points of psychic damage. Woo. You just pierce it through and just immediately like you hold his back as you just brace it and then like really shove the rapier through it goes all the way through and some green blood comes out the other side and you can just see it go like it's like pincers on its mouth are just like shaking as they're like spasming out uh and you deal that much damage um they are not dead but they look bloodied and you remove the rapier and a piece like a chunk of their um like their hide uh, just like falls off like a breastplate and you see falls to the ground and you see where you stabbed just a little bit to the right. It's like half under the rest of his like breastplates, like insect hide. And you can see a little hint of a blue flower. Okay. Are we still in uh, like turn order? Yep. Okay, well then that's my that's my turn. Back to Darian. Uh, but, yeah, but I will say, happened. I sorry, I will say, blue flower right here. Wait, a what? Oh. Um, I want to look around. Do I see any other hostiles? Uh, you look around and you can hear barking off in the distance as uh, uh, the that closet's mine. That's he's friendly. <laughs> okay, but it's off in the distance. You don't have eyes on it, but you can hear it. Um. Well, then I will head off towards the closet, um, like off towards the sound, looking for hostiles. <laughs> Darian, okay. what do you want me to do with this thing? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to make sure we're not going to get shot at again. So, Darian, you move through the woods towards the sound um, and, and the, the demon dog, and you move, and you're going, and you can see after taking your movement... You look out and you can see the dog is kind of like in a fight with uh, the ant. And they're kind of using their one flame torch to try and like bat it. But it doesn't really affect it because it's a demon. And <laughs> it's like batting it away with its scimitars and arms. But it's kind of like preoccupied. Uh, I will take two more shots with the black bow. Take it with advantage for like flanking. Nice. That's uh, 19 for the first shot. And... Uh, but that's going to be 23 for the second shot. Yeah, those both hit. 
16 damage total and another con save. While you roll that, I'm just going to establish now that that dog's name is going to be Quasimodo. Quasimodo. Okay, they totally save. They totally save that one. So the dog is like biting now on the... The Quasit's biting on the the ant's arm and they're like shaking it and they don't see you and then all of a sudden they feel two shots right to the chest uh, and they take the damage and the black bow like simmers and it tries to blind but they they aren't blinded because their eyes are fat (laughs) fat ant eyes Um, and that's your turn next up is the ant the, the first one that just got run through it's laying there coughing up green blood and you can see it's just like freaking out and all of a sudden the blue flower starts moving and you can see some of the like thorny things that are just spreading out the thorns and the and the the roots of the flower start spreading out and you see they're going to try and uh skip this wisdom now Okay, well, <laughs> you know, you, even with their bonus stats from Blue Flower that's activating, they still fail the whole person. Makes sense. They do not get out, but you can tell, like you can feel all of a sudden, uh, Norman, that this ant that you thought you had a good gauge on their level, like definitely leveled up a few times. Uh, but now it's Zippy's turn. Uh I'm just I'm gonna keep holding for Norman in case he wants to do something else with the ant, and I'm just gonna move closer to him. Uh, I can move 35 feet, so I'll just use my full speed. Okay, so you use your full speed and just move up while keeping concentration. Norman, it's your turn. I promise I actually have all these items. I want to use my medallion of detect thoughts that I also bought from Valentine. I like imagining you have all the medallions like around your neck and you're like, this one? No, not this one. <laughs> like take it for keys. <laughs> oh, 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 why is no, oh, wrong one. Okay. Um, I'm going to kneel down and put my hand on his shoulder and I'm going to look into his face and I'm going to say, where's Lou Blonger? And you want to cast Detect Thoughts. Yeah. All right. Do you want to just do surface level? Uh, yes, except DM, does it speak common? Uh, no. But either way, you notice that even when you try uh, to even just hear if they have thoughts at all, you hear a very familiar sound from a Detect Thoughts long ago um, with uh, a certain little sorcerer candidate. And you just hear static when you hear uh, try to probe their mind. <sighs> and you can see the flower on their chest is like like swirling. Okay. Um, I mean, if that's for flavor, if he's paralyzed, I'd like to just stab him again. <laughs> okay, okay. If that's cool with Psychic blades that. and everything? Yeah, I I mean, yeah, I'll do psychic blades again. What the heck? Why not? All right. Uh, 12 plus 7, 18, 19. Yes, that hits. Bam! Psychic blades. Oh, nice. Okay, 20, 24 psychic damage plus um, 5... So, 29 damage altogether. Okay. Okay. Uh, You run them through again. You're just like, eh, well, they can't do that. Yeah, one more. And you pierce it through right in the flower. The flower 
immediately, just as you pierce it through, they cough up blood, and you can see the thorns retract, and it moves back all up into the flower, and you take it out. They didn't even get to do any cool moves, sadly, uh, <laughs> because you guys just destroyed them, and they rolled bad. And this ant is dead. They dropped their guns to the floor. Well, guys, yeah, I had a cool season three opening fight, and, uh, <laughs> and you killed him real quick. You guys, I got to man, okay, note to self for season three, episode two, up the challenge <laughs> a lot. Everything's easy. All right. I'm still fighting. <laughs> uh, sorry, DM, real quick, I hate to interrupt. Um, I'm going to use a call, another college ability that I have as a reaction. Um. It's called Mantle of Whispers. At 6th level and on, you gain the ability to adopt a, hum- a humanoid's persona. When a humanoid dies within 30 feet of you, you can magically capture its shadow using your reaction. You retain the shadow until you use it or you finish a long rest. You can use the shadow as an action. When you do, the shadow vanishes, but it makes you look like that person. You now look like that dead person, but healthy and alive. This disguise lasts for an hour or until you end it as a bonus action. When you're in this disguise... You gain access to all information that the humanoid would freely share with a casual acquaintance. Such information includes general details on its background and personal life, but doesn't include secrets. Information is enough that you can pass yourself off as that person by drawing on its memories. Damn. So I now have an extra shadow. You get the shadow, and even though there's a language barrier, you do gather some very basic information. Cool. Which is... Snake scary. <laughs> to cool, go, and Moon Island is home. Okay, that's it. Cool. <laughs> but snakes are scary. Um, okay, next up is going to be actually the bug, the ant's turn that is uh, fighting the dog, and that Darian just shot. They are just like flailing, and they got shot. And uh, they're just immediately like super pissed and they just shrug the dog off and they're just going to relentless attack everything running at you, Darian. Only two of the three attacks hit. So the, the ant is like running away after brushing off the dog. The dog comes back, bites his ankle, and that makes him miss on the first swing at you, Darian. And it just like splashes its one torch into the water that was lit and it's doused now and then it takes its other two arms it's two scimitars on its lower arms and goes up to stab and slice you and it connects and it does together 21 damage oh ouch and they're just like flailing and they slice you and they're just you can see they're just like berserk they're way crazier than the other ant and back up to the top it's your turn Darian Okay, I'm um, seeing as I'm in combat with uh, this ant creature thing now. Uh, what I'm going to do <clears throat> is going to use a bonus action, and I'm going to don my bubble cloak uh, as a armored skin. So my AC has now been bumped up to 18. Uh, and then I'm going to draw my dancing blade, and I'm going to make two attacks at him. <laughs> Darian got serious all of a sudden. <laughs> Go well, for Darian's, it. like, I'm not bloodied, but I'm hurting. Uh, that's going to be a 24 to hit. 
Those are both. Um, I will hit. note that's also because um, they just have the one, like the one sword out right now. It's uh, it's two handed as well. No, I just rolled uh, like ten on a d10 twice in a row. Holy crap! Um, so and then that's uh, sixteen plus sixteen, thirty-two damage. Okay, how do you how do you want to do this? <laughs> uh, so after getting slashed a good couple times by the ant, Darian like activates the cloak as it covers his skin. He pulls his dancing blade out and does this sick cross slash across the ant's chest as the blade cleanly cuts through and it falls down into four separate pieces. <laughs> just splashes in the water, the puddles around now, and you just see the life from its big non-blinded eyes go out. And the dog looks at you, the quasit looks at you, and it's kind of sad because it wanted to kill it. <laughs> I mean, you could eat the body. And it perks up. <laughs> and it's starting to move its way towards the ant. But you guys are out of combat. Congratulations. Zippy, that was good thinking. That was that was great from you, Norman. You you really massacred that ant. That was brutal. Well, I mean, it was, it was easy after you did what you did. Whole person, you know, that reminds me when you almost whole, did whole person on me way back in episode two, season one. But I didn't, like, massacre you. I don't know. Yeah, well, you know, we evolve as characters. That's that's the important thing. But, you know, great teamwork. That was, I mean, it was it really came in clutch. That was great. Hey, I killed the other one over here. Who, oh, is that Darian over there? I thought he ran off again. Sounds like him. <laughs> Ouch. Still fresh. Um, <laughs> um, Zippy, look. Uh, uh, blue flower tattoo. What the? Oh, no, not here, too. It's spreading everywhere. Do you think that this was uh, meant to attract us? I don't know, but I don't want to be even near it anymore. It's been causing us nothing but problems. Uh, well, I'm I'm, I'm going to loot the body, DM, while I make small talk with Zippy. Okay. Uh, I don't have actually time for small talk. I'm going to actually sit down, and uh, I'm going to commune with nature here. Oh, oh damn. So it's one of my fifth level spells. I briefly become one with nature and gain knowledge of the surrounding territory. In the outdoors, the spell gives me knowledge of the land within three miles. Um, and I instantly gain knowledge up to three facts of my choice. The terrain and bodies of water, the plants, minerals, animals, or people, uh, powerful celestials, fey, fiends, elementals, or undead, influence from other planes of existence, and buildings. Jeez. Up to three miles. So, uh, while he loots the body, I'm going to see about the prevalent plants, minerals, animals, or people. Um, maybe some influence from other planes of existence. And buildings. All right. Uh, but first, uh, body looting for me to stall uh, is, <laughs> is a lever, two lever action rifles is what you got, Norman. They're 2d8 piercing damage, and you see a pack of 30 ammo for it. I would like to loot the other body as well, and do I find a blue flower on the second ant as well? You're looting the body, you're you're, uh, looking at the scimitars and torches, there's nothing else other than that, Uh, and you check their hide, you peel back a few layers too of the carapace, and you do not see a flower on this one. What? Interesting. 
But Zippy. Okay, let's do this. What was the first one? The first one was... Was the plants, the notable plants, minerals, animals, animals, and people. Okay. Within three miles. Scanning my brain. Okay. Plants. There are lots of crazy vegetation here. There's, you can tell underneath the ground, there is some like glowing mushroomy things um, that like light up the caves. Uh, you can tell that there's dangerous plants in the area where you could have fallen trapped to, which I was probably planning on using later, where it's like, you know, it looks like a dead animal with its guts out, but it's actually a large like Venus flytrap kind of plant, but that's like its tongue, that's like the bait. For large people, so there's large like man-eating plants. Uh, in terms of monsters, there are various dinosaur-esque uh, type creatures that roam this land. Very large ones that you've you know you've already seen before, but there is like stuff like Tyrannosaurus Rex-ish things. Um, and in terms of other monsters, you know, uh, displacer-like panther beasts, which are like these two two-tailed black panther things that can uh-huh. uh, make like fake clones of themselves essentially uh as well as these other like velociraptor-esque things with like a flower crown around their face um and also uh what is it it's called i believe um vine lizards where they basically look like vines or things you'd find in trees you probably already passed them and you didn't even know it this place is dangerous it's a lot you can tell immediately there's a lot of dangerous uh, monsters and animals and plants and in terms of like human beings uh you can tell very far off that there is some like you know leon and lion people some aplings would be here things like that also there are spirits in this jungle little tiny spirits potentially but that's all they talk about next one uh influence from other planes of existence this is a good one you can tell everything here is from another plane of existence. The ground, the trees, everything. Like wow. it's like an illusion? No. Like it's like you can maybe guess that this whole place. Like we're not in is, Ohm anymore? No, you're on Ohm, but this place you could say is like kind of been. This place probably was not around for the entirety of Ohm's existence. It seems like it might have come from another plane and just like plopped its stuff down, like just patchworked in to the landscape. And can I tell if there's like a source to this? Um, like the source of like where it came from? Yeah, like a origin point. Like did it start somewhere then spread out, or was it like just plopped? You can't really tell with your range. If with your range, everything's this plane. Okay, interesting. And then buildings buildings uh you can't really tell there there doesn't seem to be many structures but you can tell there's a lot of tiny tiny buildings that you've already noticed before that are like built into the trees actually the tree that you're commuting with and like right next to this big large one uh you can tell there's a lot of little houses just on it some are burned and like soaked and drowned but there's a lot of little houses on it okay interesting but the 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 name influence from other planes of existence though like it's it's not that there is a different plane of existence here, though. It's like some something or someone's influencing that, right? Um, in terms of like, is there like a planar gate or something? No, but you can tell this place are it has the stench of another plane on it. It's just so clear and abundant. Okay, I'll uh, I'll 
keep communing, uh, but I'll let them the other guys do their thing. Um, do I find anything else on the other ant body? <laughs> nope, nothing. No two scimitars. I well, yeah, yeah. You can pick up the scimitars if you want. No, I'll just take or them. the torches. Why not? Um, okay. I uh, seeing there's no blue flower on the ant corpse. I just grab a chunk of it and just toss it to Quasimodo. Um, <laughs> snaps its jaw and it eats it up. And I make my way back to uh, Norman and Zippy. Oh, Darian, you're all right. You took quite a beating. Yeah, not gonna lie. A uh, couple rough hits there. Couple of couple of bullets. Couple of slashes. It's uh, it's been interesting to say the least. Um, Did you like my stylish freefall? Uh, yeah. stylish is uh, definitely one word you could use. Um, yeah, b- believe it or not, I know it looked really cool, but it was not on purpose. Um, kind of embarrassing. Oh, couldn't couldn't tell at all. Yes, listen down to the point. Um, Zippy's meditating. New for him, uh, to me. But uh, we got a blue flower over here. Yeah, you mentioned that while everything was going on. I checked the other ant body, and there was nothing on it. It's It was just, I mean, a regular giant humanoid ant. Um, I've never seen anything like that before on in the Feywild, have I? No. Okay. Yeah, I have literally no idea what these things are. Um, I've never seen them before, but this whole place does seem... Uh, a little weird. Um, Zippy, are you are you almost done? Yeah, I've learned a lot from the area. I I kind of got a lot of all the plants spoke to me, and I I was able to see this this place isn't normal, guys. You guys standing all around the base of this tree, all of a sudden, no perception check needed. Your passive perception is enough you start seeing lots of little black kind of specks with white dots on them are coming from the jungle. It's like the ground is like slowly being speckled with all these little things. And they're starting to move up the trees. And the little house sculptures that were made, they start to be like, you know, going in them. And you can see like... You can hear just little, like, chirps, happy chirps, as these little, tiny, black little doll-like people with white masks with weird little engravings on them, all none, no two alike, start making their way and jumping, and they get close, and they're actually, like, jumping over your feet now, and they're, like, jumping onto the trees and, like, going back into these little houses that are all lined everywhere. It's just, like... A ton of them are just moving because you've solved the fire and you've you've basically saved their homes. And you can see actually out of the, the jungle, a cluster of them are carrying a little something and they're bringing it up to you three. And you can see they've kind of congealed together and they're holding and like now offering up and holding up to you guys these little bone necklaces they made it's like arts and crafts and they're like little bones little little bones from like little animals that they've taken and carved into these like necklaces so how big are they like each individually uh they're probably like about two inches three inches tall <laughs> okay 
Um, have I ever seen anything like this before? <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> no, this is not Feywild. Um, Darian kind of crouches down and, uh... But feel free to potentially, if you'd like a history check, it'll be tough, though, to see if you've ever heard of anybody mentioning these things before. All right. Well, uh, 10. No. <laughs> Does anybody <laughs> else want to? Yeah. Do you, wanna... do you mind if I do as well? Sure. Okay. Uh, 17 plus 4, 21. Nice. Normandy has heard something about... These little animated creatures that are normally like extremely shy and very difficult to find. And they live uh, sometimes in the trees or the rivers or the rocks. They they live in plants and, and all these things kind of in the nooks, uh, nooks and cranny. There, there are these little spirits, elemental spirits um, that are called Twingas. Okay. I'm going to say... But you've heard... All you've heard is, like, the concept of it, but it's a rumor, basically, is what you know of from your comm cloud readings. Okay. Did you, um... Did you tell Darian that? Uh, I'm going to say... I've heard rumors of these, uh, in some of the books back home. Uh, I don't know much, but I know that they're... They're friendly and, and very timid. They usually keep to themselves. They're raising the bone necklaces high because you guys are rude and you're not taking them. Oh, I I, I, well, I was trying to. I was crouching <laughs> down to take one. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Zippy, are you going to take one? I'll take one. All right. You guys all get your little bone necklaces. Um, I put it on. Maybe they're just feeling grateful because we put out the fire. It seems like these little boxes are where they live. So I, I, I guess they feel thankful. Can they feel thankful? I I don't know. They all form on the ground into a little, like, they stand in position to make a little happy face in the ground. <laughs> well, you know, they say that the smile is the universal language. True. Um, do you, excuse me. Um, do you, I'm going to assume no. Do any of you speak common? Shh, quiet. They have little Sorry, ears. Do any of you, you see it morphs into a hand and it does like a, Eh, like like kind of like it kind of like does a shaky hand like flat hand shaking kind of be like you know so so what about elvish a- again it goes like so mm, so sylvan mm, <laughs> no primordial ding oh perfect i speak primordial hello um it just, it's a thumbs up <laughs> what, nice. so i start speaking in primordial then to them um hello uh thank you for your uh gifts and uh welcoming us here and it uh like starts spelling out in uh primordial in the ground it just goes thank you for saving our home well you're quite welcome we uh we saw the fire and it seemed like it was an emergency so we you know we just came to help um always happy to Darian, ask if they know where these ant people came from. What direction they were from. Do you know? Do you know where these ant creatures came from? Are they from around here or are they newcomers? Um, they like form 
and they say they are not welcome here. They're from the other island. Uh, they they do not belong here. They shouldn't they shouldn't come. Kind of thing. Do you uh, translate that? Um. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I just kind of added into that too. So they're in they're invaders. Then they're not actually supposed to be here. Those, with that being the case in that blue flower, that makes me very uncomfortable. Actually, now that you mention it, I um, I was I managed to get inside that Ant Man's mind uh, just for a moment, and some of its uh, uh, prominent thoughts was that the Moon Island was its home. It also doesn't like snakes. They mm. they don't like snakes. Snakes are scary. But the Moon Island is home, so I'm assuming that that is the island that they're speaking of. Mm. The is that. Uh, <clears throat> Is that true? Um, sorry. Um, the Moon Island is that where these ant creatures are from? Thumbs up. Okay. Um. Interesting. Did that? Did this start happening recently? Uh, they spell out. They're like never uh, seen them in this area before. Uh, this was the first sighting. Well, and they came and started burning it down. So. Clearly, they didn't come with good intentions. I guess you could okay. say they were coming in hot. <laughs> nice one, <Norman. laughs> Yeah, you're right. Um, okay. Actually, uh, considering you're the first um, people we've talked to since we've arrived here, um, you wouldn't happen to know of a uh, a bard named Randy Domino, would you? They form together and they're like question mark and they're like you can see they're kind of like discussing and then this, they the make sing like, song man he must play some stuff as soon as you say that they're like and they make a musical note in the ground and then they put like question mark yeah he's a he's a bard he likes to play music a tom bombadil type character i think i don't know sing sing song man yeah, sing a sing song man. And they just go, they form, ding, thumbs up. Perfect. Would you um would you be able to lead us to him? And uh uh they form the word and they're like, Yes. No. Perfect. <laughs> and <laughs> you can hear you see all of a sudden it forms into a little trumpet thing and then it starts like blasting and it's like making music notes they're like forming it's very coordinated and you see all the twingas that were like in the trees they some of them start like flying down on leaves that they've picked off the trees that weren't burnt or soaked and they're like flying down and joining and they're making like a little marching trail for you to follow through the jungle all right they're gonna lead us to randy let's uh actually what should we do with the ship should we just uh, do we have any form of communication at distance with um the Rocky Walkies? Uh, the yeah, um, yeah. I don't know if we're safe to leave the ship where it is. Oh, James will be fine. Yeah, he's got uh, uh, intuition to keep it safe. I mean, okay. we could just go. We could just go there and explain it to him. I I can say for convenience' sake that he would have a rocky talkie if you really want to like communicate okay. something. 
James, uh, we seem to have a lead on, uh, finding out the, the, this Randy character. Why don't you keep the ship off the ground and just stay idle for now? It's definitely not safe down here right now. All right. Understood. <sighs> Tell him to enjoy his bath. Mondays. And enjoy your pink slime bath. A regular bath. I don't... I'm scrubbing it right now. Some of the pink residue left off here. Oh, tell him to save some for me. Uh, Norman says he misses you. No. <laughs> Hang up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's, um... Sorry, what were the name of these creatures again? Twingas. Twingas. Well, little, uh, Twingas, uh... Twingas. C-H-W-I-N-G-A. Oh. Well, little Twingas, uh, lead, lead the way. You, again, you're saying Twingas. Wait, what? Ch- a Twinga. What? <laughs> Am I saying this weird? Hold on, spell it out again. C-H-W-I-N-G-A. Oh, oh Schwinga. Okay, gotcha. Schwinga. It's, they're basically Pikmin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, Shringa, uh, lead the way. And they just start, like, moving, and you can hear little chirps. like, And you guys follow, and they're leading you through the jungle. And they lead you around some other places. They're, like, pointing out hazards on the way. They point out one of those Venus flytraps that you heard of from the plants, uh, Zippy. And you can see it, like, had, like, a dead, like, cow-like thing on it with its guts out, but it was fake. I, I walk um, in front, and I know the way. <laughs> okay, you. You're I'll take up the rear. Away with the with the shringas. You guys are moving through the jungle, um, and you can see there. You can see out of the corner of your eyes. There's some like you know tigers in the distance that are like eyeing you, but they're not engaging or anything. But you can tell like you know it's still pretty dangerous here, even with a guide. But you get to like a little flat cliff face, and they start like jumping off the cliff with their like leaves and like like parachuting down. Uh, and you can see there's like a river down there and then a solid cliff face and a cave that is illuminated with blue mushrooms just blue glowing mushrooms on the sides of the walls um you guys make your way down the side of the cliff and you're standing there and they're just pointing an arrow into the cave by the way, it cannot be understated how convenient it was that we met these guys instead of going to, like, a nearby village. They might not even know anything about this cave. No, it's true. This was actually very convenient. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Shringa. Um, are you... Are there many of you across the forest or mostly collected around that other tree? They give a wink. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they form into a wink. That's uh, cute. <laughs> I will... Keep that in mind. Thank you very much for your help. We greatly appreciate it, and I feel like you just saved us a lot of time. <laughs> and they chirp, and they climb away. They really did. I, You know, you guys are quick. All right. But down yeah. in the cave, you start hearing echoes. Just of like... Norman instantly bristles, sensing just a natural bardic competition. He's like... <laughs> Who is trying to do his job? I'll take the lead on this one. Start, start walking inside. Okay. Uh, after you. And I just use fireball a hundred times. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> there will be no bars besides me. You guys start walking into the cave, looking at the mushrooms, and you can see... Uh, there's some patchworks of cloth on the ground that 
are trying to make, I guess, like a rug pathway. And there's some like, you know, jars and, and metal flasks. Like, there's a sword or two and things, just random bits and bobs. It's kind of scattered out. It's not super messy, but it's just like you notice that it's like, oh, somebody's been here recently. Um, and then you're coming through and you're hearing it a little bit louder. And you just hear somebody like super jovial is just like singing and like having a good day. You can hear pots and pans clanging like somebody's cooking. Um, And you can start to smell this aroma of of just like this kind of very like meaty, uh, just strong protein smell. And you start coming and you start seeing more than just blue uh, luminescent mushrooms lighting the way. Start seeing the light of lanterns shining through and you see this cave exit has like a drape over it like a curtain and it seems like it opens up into a bigger room and you just hear behind the the, the wall just being like gonna make some stew gonna make some stew no i'm not doing this and i walk you back out i'm not doing another musical thing we literally just came from that i think it's just a bit Honestly, I don't think he's going to be singing the entire time. Well, if there's going to be a little, like, battle of the bands thing between us and him, I'm, 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 gonna, I'm supervising. I'm not part of that. <laughs> um, Darian steps forward. Um, uh, hello. Um, sorry, I don't mean to intrude. Uh, we're, we're friends. Just... Just coming to looking to come talk. You part the curtain, and it opens up into just kind of like a bachelor pad in a cave. <laughs> it's it's like pretty grody, but you see, the voice was coming from this large, huge dragonborn. This they're literally like the size of a dragon. They're massive. They're like. Uh, in Donkey Kong 64. Man, I'm referencing so many 64 games, but it's like K. Lumsey in Donkey Kong 64 in the cage, you know, the big one? <laughs> oh, man. Wow. It's like that. And he's there at like this kind of makeshift table of rock and, and wood. And he's like cooking, you can smell. And he's like, do, 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 well, what the? Who's, who goes? And then you guys emerge and he locks eyes and you can see. It's just this large green dragonborn that's like the size of a dragon. They kind of have like a, a stringy like little beard. Like they, they look just kind of homeless and they have like a little vest and they lock eyes with you guys. And like, whoa, you can't just buy like break an enter. What the? Oh my. Whoa. And they drop their, their like spatula that they were using. It drops to the floor and splatters it, like some sauce everywhere. And they back up against the co- cave wall and they're looking directly at you guys. And they're like, Coco, oh my God, no, 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 no. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Coco. And they're looking right at you, Zippy. As we mentioned way before, Zippy kind of resembles somebody who was on the first Grand Treasure Greeter team that this guy was a part of. And that's... We're going to end the episode. Come on. What? Woo!